FM Kuti, and you are listening to NYC Radio Live. All right. So you're listening to NYC Radio Live. I'm very happy to be with Shoko Nagai and Satoshi Takeshi from the band Tokara. Uh, really exciting. Great. Thanks for coming, guys. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you for, for inviting us. us. Yeah. I was uh, very nervous that you were coming <laughs> because my girlfriend is Japanese and she's so much cleaner. Than me. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it does. This place does it. This is for this place. Very good. Looks great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, this band, I never heard anything uh, like Tokara before. Maybe can can you tell us a little bit about where the 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 music comes from? Uh, Tokara is the name of the mysterious country in Central Asia, which uh, had a connection to Japan via Silk Road, which was uh, responsible for bringing Middle Eastern culture to ancient Japan. Mm. And uh, we have a lot of connection to play um, Eastern Europe uh, to uh, Middle Eastern music. Uh, and as a Japanese, maybe time to um, create uh, own group. Yeah. Because uh, first, uh, uh, me and Satoshi usually play very serious uh, experimental music. So uh, this project, uh, we just want to have fun. Nice. Yeah, it's it is super super fun music, um, and that's that's fascinating. So we know that there was uh, with the Silk Road, there there was a lot of active trade and 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 people also coming back and forth between Japan and and the Middle East, like that was happening. Yeah, this was a whole. It was an amazing connection between the Persian Empire, which is all the way, you know, where the, you know, Iran, modern day Iran is, to all, you know, all the way far east to the island of Japan. And at that time, this was, um, we are talking about, you know, 800, 700. And we took a lot of stuff from China and, and Korea that time, you know, education, uh, all the... Uh, new technologies, new knowledge, uh, and then the culture also. And mostly the Chinese uh, empire, they decided what to go to all the way to, you know, east of their you know, country, which, is, which was Japan. Japan took a lot of uh, uh, learning from China and, 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 and Korean uh, culture at that time. But a lot of stuff that came through uh, China, you know, from Middle East, all the way from from Persia to India, you know, including the Buddhism and all this stuff was very very important and very very uh, uh, new to the Japanese society. So they took a lot of lot of things, and not many things left. Uh, I'm talking about the documentation, and the very few things are uh, left, such as instruments, furnitures and some written materials. And then the Tokara, the name was in one of these 
document, but nobody knows where this country exactly was. But it was one of the trading country or smaller smaller tribes or who, whoever they brought, and then somehow left a little stamp in Japanese, you know, uh, doc documentation. And no, there is no no documentation other than that. And Tokara is just the the way that Japanese people pronounced it. So we don't know what exactly, you know, all the pronunciation was, you know, translated into Japanese language. So it's all mysterious thing. But we know that there was so much exchange and we were always wondering, like, what what happened? What about the music and dance? I'm sure there's musicians, there's dancers who came to all the way to, to you know, the Far East to show the imperial court. Right, the the what what the culture was. So, and then they they you know all each you know culture, China and Korea and Japan. They decided what to take and learn from it, and then what to just kind of abandon, you know, or cross out like oh, oh we don't need this, sure. you know. So that was kind of really interesting uh, point when we are researching about this connection. Because, you know, like Shoko said, we, because we play a lot of East, Middle Eastern uh, or Eastern European music, and so we were always wondering why these melodies are very familiar to us. And like Shoko plays accordion. She's a pianist, but she plays when she plays accordion, it's very natural for her to play these melodies. It comes kind of, you know... Um, yeah, all, all the audience after the show always asking me, why are you playing Middle Eastern music? And then... That that's the most uh, reason I I start such why people all the people asking me that kind of question. But for us, it's really natural once I uh, hear the music. Mm. So yeah, that maybe we should uh, listen to something. What what should we take a listen to? There's a let's start with a song called Rumpy Rumpy. It's Turkish uh, music. Yeah, we have a configuration of uh, clarinet and trumpet. And uh, as usual, our trio, bit uh, shock on accordion, me on uh, zabumba, and then the bass play. All right, let's check it out.
right, that was fun. <laughs> so this is um, a, an original composition, or it's an actual Turkish piece? Tra traditional. Traditional. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, so fun. So did you discover certain like makams modes that match Japanese uh, scales or modes? You know, I don't think we ever really um, analyzed it. Okay. Like, yeah, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Like a theory-wise, what what happens? I'm sure there is. Uh, uh, you can you know research and study a lot more. But mm -hmm. it's more about the feeling. I think mm -hmm. when you play folk music, you know it's really about how the music, the melody touches you in a way, and then how when you play that melody, there's something in you that makes it natural to play that melody mm -hmm. yeah, i think that's what happens about a feeling about yeah it's very very deep deep feeling of, of the melody right. i think so we are really in touch with kind of that fundamental relationship with our emotion and the melody mm -hmm. rather than trying to analyze right. why you know of, of course and we are not you know historians either so we don't know exactly what happened you know there's no way that, that we can know, but it's just we are following that traits of the you know the emotional reaction that we have. Right. And in in Japan, you guys have yet. I want to go, but <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to. Be, but I've heard that that there's a lot of music for different ceremonies at the shrines at different times of the year. Is that what what types of, is that the type of folk music that is related to this, or what what types of folk music? Or do you think of in Japan that are, are related to the Middle Eastern feeling? Or um, to to me, it's, uh, just you know about the the theory. Um, there's a common um, Japanese scale, folk mm -hmm. scale, and Middle Eastern scale. Is there's some common, mm -hmm. um, so I can use as a you know technique when I play. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like for example, I'm this project I'm first time ever I'm singing Great. and then I realized that uh, uh, kind of we use when when I sing that we use the vibrato uh, kind of sentence mm -hmm. we use the vibrato yeah which is really common as a Middle Eastern you know that kind right. of vibrato thing the folk music, the Japanese folk music, use that. Right. So it's all like a, as a Satoshi told me uh, said that uh, feeling. That's the meaning. Right. Oh, interesting. So, uh, who are the musicians that we just heard? Vasco uh, Dukoski from clarinet uh, um, uh, mm -hmm. from Macedonia, clarinet player. Also the Kenny Warren on trumpet, and Daniel Ori from Israel, bass player. And uh, they are uh, really good for j uh, play jazz, classical, and uh, or world music, which I chose to be the open mind mm -hmm. and can do experimental uh, technique too. We can mm -hmm. go totally break the traditional. Sure. So. Cool. Let me back this up a little. Um, well, and when I saw you guys, uh, you also do sometimes. I saw with trio uh, with your your brother, Stamu Takeshi. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I actually saw you guys play. Uh oh. Twenty many years ago, because I studied with uh, Kenny Wessel was the first guy oh. who taught me to play guitar. Yeah. So I saw you guys playing with Badal, Badal Roy. Roy. In the knitting factory, I guess in like ni- early nineties. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that was a long time ago. And I remember your brother had some kind of system with rhythms where you tap your foot on one beat and you snap somewhere else and you do something and, and then maybe you say the other things at the mm-hmm. other. Time. I, I was doing it for a while. It was, it was helpful. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you you guys came to New York. When did you come to New York? Uh, we both, uh, me, you know, me and my brother, we yeah. both went to Berkeley College okay. of Music two years apart. We were mm-hmm. never together in the same uh, year. Mm-hmm. And he came straight to New York right after Berkeley, I think around 84, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then I, it took me 10 years for me to co- come to New York. I left Berkeley and I went South America. I went to different places. I, I had a very different uh, 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 desire to learn different styles of music, mm-hmm. rather not just the jazz music. So we took a little different path, but you know, in uh, 91 I came to New York and then my brother was already there and then that's when I started the New York, you know, mm-hmm. right? And Shoko is I, I came 96 from Boston and uh, yeah. We now we play together, but I'm a new, more new generation. Mm-hmm. Ninety-six. Wow! And you know, so many people are com- amazed by how the level of the the Japanese musicians and just that their the understanding of an appreciation of say jazz is like better than in the United States. Do you guys have theories of, of why why that's the case? <laughs> I think it's, I mean, we we have a, you know, I mean, love and hate relationship is, of course, the Japanese, you know, uh, <laughs> the way that the Japanese people takes uh, different traditions. But one thing I can say is the Japanese culture in general, uh, they appreciate uh, very high quality um things you know whether it's an object or culture or anything so when they decided that tango is amazing music you go and you learn from the master you don't deviate from what is good what is you know what made this music excellent the source you don't put yourself you just learn from the master so so there is this kind of devotion Mm. in throughout japanese culture which is kind of good and also could be a complete destruction mm-hmm. because you don't put yourself, you don't put your own understanding of it. Wow. You, you try to learn from the source and then, you know, there's no question, there's no space for your own thinking to go in. Mm-hmm. Same to me, to us, the jazz, Japanese jazz players, I don't mean to criticize them, right. but it's the same way, you know, because jazz is amazing music, great music. So, Japanese musicians have a tendency to respect that. And then you want to play like so-and-so. You want to mm-hmm. play like this style. You want to play like, you want to produce the same sound that you are 
you are hero right mm-hmm. head we we are a little bit we our approach to music is a little bit different mm-hmm. we try to really break away from 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 that and see what happens if we put our own take on whatever the music that we play right. so this in, in, this band is also i mean of course you know we we uh, shoko created this project to have fun because yeah. we we you know like she said we always play very serious very complicated mm-hmm. very avant-garde music usually so this was fun but yet we wanted to uh, try different take on the traditional melodies and traditional rhythms and traditional songs from different cultures and see what happens that's why you see we can play very traditionally but all of a sudden we can totally go out of that form and you know we're just kind of experimenting always with what happens you know see yeah. if we we put something of our own yeah you can really hear that in this project it's your own personalities and, yeah. and that you have room to you know get as crazy as you want with it there, there's it's it, it it feels that way and it brings a lot of, of that that fun element um should we listen to something else yeah, next is, song is you wanna go Hachinohe, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. The next song is a fisherman song from Aomori, northern city of Japan. They have uh, such a great seafood, and you should uh, visit uh, once in your life. And um, um, called Hachinohe Kota. All right, let's check it out.
so that that was so much fun and, and that one I hear like a kind of like a there's a little bit of the blues in there is that something that you found like is is just everywhere yeah I think that's something fundamental about the human the nature you know to certain type of melody you know like mm -hmm. when you when you feel something the phrasing will be very close I think it's more in Korean music it's there's a lot of similarity to like a blues singing and blues melodies and of course some of the Japanese melodies but you know more so than other part of Asia also mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I there's this album by Randy Weston called Kepra and he has a picture of what they believe is an African mask from Japan that they found. Do you know anything about this? No? Okay. <laughs> I keep trying to discover. Apparently in one of the shrines or something, they have... It's in there. Yeah, like masks from all around the world right, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's probably... Uh, there's a one very famous shrine that kept all these goods from all over the world through, you know, the, when the Silk Road was open and then Japan was much more open than, you know, Japan closed out for from many cultures for many, many years, yeah. but that time was much more open. You know, they're eager to take... So there's like a little, you know, uh, memories of these times and then goods, and so it, it must yeah. be one of those things, you know? Yeah. Nice. So, okay, what was the the words about in that in that song? It's uh, as I said, uh, for fisherman. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, every early morning to you know to working hard and neither like. Um, yeah, it's like a call and response mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah. to you know have extra energy to mm -hmm. carry the heavy oh. fishes and. It's a work song, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the the word that you say like for energy? Mm, just like call call and this. Oh, okay. Like sh oh. Hmm. You know that kind of thing. Um, Interesting. Use that. Wow. Yeah, I wonder. There's probably something about making that sound the way you have to breathe or something. Yosho. You know, this yes. thing, it goes from your stomach to your head. Right. It, it gives you energy. There's a rhythm to it, too, mm -hmm. you know, because it's a work, they're working. Right. So right. there's the, the natural movements to the, you know, those sounds, too. Wow. By the way, it's very different from the original song is much more monotonous, you know. <laughs> it's very, yeah, it's very, you know, twos, you know, only twos, like, you right. know. In Japan, they don't have a very complicated rhythmic structures mm -hmm. in general, you know. Mm -hmm. So all these folk songs are very, very simple in, in uh, um, the rhythmic uh, sense. Mm -hmm. you know? it was that part of what brought you to South America and, and this kind of places to, to get that polyrhythm? Like yeah, but it was about that. I, I was just kind of following my own... Uh, uh, my own instinct i i would yeah. say i mean when i w went to berkeley you know the purpose was to learn jazz mm -hmm. you know when i when i just got there i didn't know how to play swing or anything like that mm -hmm. you know, i was a rock drummer you know before okay. 
but I, I, I thought, you know, we, I needed to learn jazz, how to play jazz in order to become a professional, serious professional musician, you know? So I did that, but, you know, I always saw all these students from South America and when they played the rhythm, right. I was like, that's it. <laughs> like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so that's the very, very simple reason like that. You know, I, 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 I wanted that feel. Yeah, you know, I wanted the groove, and then I really wanted to learn that feel. Like you, you know, I I've heard all these rhythms on the records and tapes before, but you know, when you see somebody actually playing that music, you know, mm -hmm. it was just amazing. It was a mind opening to me, you know, because it it really transmits something that you can't really get it. You know, that was the first time I really felt that. You know. And I should have felt that was uh, jazz music, but jazz came much, much later in my life. You know, when I was more mature as a musician, I really started to understand. I think, you, you know, I needed to really understand what this music was about in, before I even learned, tried to learn right. it, you know? Then it makes sense, I think. Mm -hmm. Technically, if you learn something technical, it doesn't really mean much, you know? It can be interesting, but, you know, it doesn't really mean, I mean, at least to me, you know, music is not really about all this knowledge. It's, you right. know, it's really about how you approach your feeling into that rhythm or the melody or the, you know. Right. Yeah, and I guess uh, traveling, you'd start to understand the, the source of this stuff. Yes. Because, of course, it's the African rhythms that are preserved so much better totally. in other places. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. You start to see the roots and the connection. See, this is all about the, you know, this is all about the connection. Where where do we go back? You know, mm -hmm. whatever we do, where do we go back? And how are we connected together? You know, of course, there's so many styles and so many colors, so many tastes from different cultures. But there is there must be this thread that connects all of it. You know, and then this is really what's what's this tokara is about. Mm -hmm. you know see i mean yes we have fun you know but you see like you know when you ladies try to analyze that music that we just heard there's so much in there i mean you know not to brag about it but you can say is this middle eastern is this indian is this asian is this african is this you know you can start to pull a lot of different elements you know within that such a simple song you know right and it's uh, kind of has a celebration feeling, which, since we don't know, just, <laughs> it might, we, we might as well imagine that that yeah, was how it was. Exactly, yeah. So, Shoko, where did you start with music? Where did that come from in your life? Oh, um, I started the music um, around age four. And since then, I... I was uh, actually organ player. Oh wow! And full bass, and but not the B three organ. The mm. in ja in Japan there's a called Yamaha Electron, okay. and I grew up that education until twenty six years old. Um, then I doubt, I you know this machine, you know can play any kinds of genre, 
but、uh-huh. I don't know jazz, what the jazz is, what the classical music is, because I never you, you know, played really instrument. Wow. Only、so、plastic keys until yes, you were 20. Yes. And machine, drum machine. And oh my God.、Yes. <laughs> so that was a little、uh, different than you know, people train classical and you know, train jazz. I came later, like,、uh, after t- 26 years. Old,、um, I, realize, I start to realize, oh my God, I don't know anything about it. And I, I went to Berkeley. Okay. Yes. Then the audition placement test was the first time ever I played with other people. Wow. But that, that has a problem because I can play bass line, you know, like all the right hand, left hand, everything.、Right. But, you know, there's a saxophone player, bass player, and okay,、mm-hmm. I just、uh, do just a little comping, you know.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was first time my experience. Wow, that's amazing. It's almost like,、uh, you, you know, the famous story of、uh, Plato's cave. You know, it's like,、uh, it's the story that.、Um, Socrates tells of, of this guy who, if, if a guy is born in a cave and all he sees are the shadows on the wall, like that's all he knows. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's kind of describing right the <laughs> image. Wow, that's amazing. But I guess you learned, I mean, you must have gotten very good. Technically, and technically but、uh, you know, I, I really glad I found,、uh, found out、uh, I need to study.、Mm-hmm. Wow. And so then you became, it, se- it seems like you got into jazz, but other music too, right? Other yes,、uh, Latin music, but I never play Latin music, real Latin music. That's always, you know, also problems. And then、yeah. I, I realized, oh my God. I have to study, you know.、Right. So everything like, became like really new、yeah. desire. And that at school, I, I, I learned、uh, jazz and classical music、uh, for the fingering, fingers.、Uh, mm-hmm. I was playing、Etudes. piano. Yeah, yes, but、uh, no serious. I didn't like it,、yeah. actually. <laughs> so.、Um, Cool. Well, what should we,、uh, what should we listen to now?、Uh, the last piece、uh, um, the Japanese pop song、uh, called Omatsuri Mambo from the、uh, 50s and、uh, made famous by a very famous singer named Hibari As-、uh, Misora. Hibari Misora.、Uh, the song is about the festival. Is this the one that you taught the, the audience some of the words? Yes,、yeah. yes, yes. You want to tell the people <laughs> what, what, what they should be singing in their car if they're listening?、Um, it's like. It's,、um, it's the same thing like call yeah, and call response. Yeah. You, know, you say something and then you, you know, the、right. audience. It's just to get the energy、right. going. What, what was the call and response? The one, yeah, yeah, what was the, the word? The first one. <laughs> She is checking the notes. Oh, that was the different song. That was the Okinawan song. Yeah. No? But the, the,、uh, 
You say, Washoi, Washoi. Yatsu. Yeah. Washoi. Washoi, Washoi. is a very, very, very typical um, festival call and response because, you know, in Japan, you, just like this, uh, this uh, Italian festival, you know, you carry the mother, you know. It's like they call it like a palanquin or something. Like exactly. Like you float. carry the shrine on your shoulder. Yeah. And you take out the temple and you go around the town with this heavy, heavy. So you need this kind of energetic, everybody just says, you know, this to help these men carry this heavy stuff. So this the song is incorporated, this kind of uh, core and response within the song because it's about these festivals mm-hmm. of old, old Japan. All right, let's take a listen.
Education. My name is Shoko Nagai. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pierre. All right, that was so fun. That's that's so great. Uh, yeah, that's a fun song. Yeah. So did we uh, did we miss anything? Did we cover any any important? Well, the dates of the shows, um, I yes, guess. Yes, uh, we have a couple of uh, um, shows in summer. Uh, one is uh, uh, this week, uh, weekend, uh, July 7, at 7 o'clock at uh, Barbes in Brooklyn, Park Slope. And uh, one more, um, August 31st, Eight o'clock at the Barbes again. We pretty much every month uh, playing at the Barbes, and um, the uh, one is new thing. Uh, the Third Street Music School Settlement uh, in East Village presented uh, um, outdoor concert uh, on July twenty-five uh, from twelve thirty for one hour afternoon show. Uh, at the Ave Levewall Park. Um, so I'll, pu- I'll put a link on the, yes. um, on the podcast. So they 10th can Street and 2nd Street. Yeah. 2nd Avenue. Second. E- yeah, East Village. Yeah, That's a nice place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what's the best way for people to follow the band or follow you guys? Uh, my, my website, shokonagai.net. Uh, okay. I, I always put the schedule. Great, Shoko Nagai. So, thank you, Shoko. Thank, thank you so you, much Satoshi, for having Takeshi. us. Thank you. This was really great, and I love this project. It's so fun. Um, hope to hear more of it. Thank you. Thank you.